What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to the Recipe for the Day podcast with Diana and Paul Peacock. Qu'il mange de la brioche. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Qu'il mange de la brioche. Qu'il mange. Yeah, you yeah. are eating the brioche, the no, cake. No, no, let them eat cake. Oh, of course. Of course, <laughs> I should know you. You and your history. <laughs> but your apparently, historic uh, quotes. Apparently, Marie Antoinette never actually said, let them eat cake. Do I or care? it's not recorded. No. <laughs> Sorry. It appeared mm-hmm. in a book that was published About... when she was nine. Mm. So she wouldn't have been married to the whoever it was, Louis yeah. the Sixteenth. And if she or... said it when she was nine, I'm sorry. She's not really. Well, she was in Austria when she was nine. Oh, well then. Because she was the daughter of Marie Therese of Austria, oh, the Empress well. Marie Therese yeah. of Austria. And Do you know then... I heard that in Darling Buds of Mary. You did indeed, you did. Because Mariette is named after Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Because they wanted to call her that. Yeah. The Queen that lost her head, they cut her head off. But they said they couldn't say it, Pa said he couldn't say so they called her Mariette. <laughs> Join the two names together, do you see? But we did. Oh, what <laughs> fantastic. But you today... can quote history, I can quote the Darling Buds of Mary. <laughs> I can't quote history. Besides that, we're not talking about history, we're talking about cake. We're talking about something that's very dear to the Larkin's heart, as always cake. was, and that's cake. Cake. Uh, I'm talking about all kinds of cake. Okay. I will give out some recipes at the end of Victoria of sandwiches and things like that. Yeah, I mean, Victoria sandwich cake is a sponge cake. Yeah. So if we talk about sponge cakes to begin with, uh, you see, sponge cakes come in various ways of doing it, basically. What generally you make for your Victoria sandwich is equal amounts of flour butter and sugar. I tend to do uh, 180 grams of self-raising flour, always self-raising flour, uh, 180 grams of golden caster sugar or soft brown sugar, because that gives it a better flavour to your cake, and 180 grams of butter. Now I tend to use the slightly salted butter. If you don't want it salted, to At use all, salted yeah. butter, you'd still use a pinch of salt. Right, okay. It, that also gives a better flavour. It brings out the flavour of everything. But if you don't want salt in it at all, then just use unsalted butter. But in my opinion... Thousands of years of experience. <laughs> yeah, and I've tried all things to get the best flavour for my Victoria sandwiches, which I do make a lot of. Because the nice thing about making a Victoria sandwich is you can put anything in the middle. I mean, classically... What's traditional? Is it raspberry jam? Raspberry jam. jam. Yeah. With a dusting of caster sugar on the top, not icing sugar. And not co- coconut. Oh, no, no. That's a, that's a Russian sandwich when you go on that, that direction. Oh, right. We'll talk about Russian sandwiches in a minute. But to win a competition, 
generally that's what you'd have to do but let's face it every day isn't a competition so you can put any jam you can put marmalade you can put a gorgeous lemon curd in the middle whatever you've got really dust it with icing sugar or put a bit of ordinary glacé icing on the top yeah. which we'll talk about later on or make a chocolate sandwich cake yeah. victoria sponge it isn't a victoria sponge then it's a chocolate cake yeah and then generally you can put you know whatever you like in the middle like you can do chocolate buttercream you could put uh, black cherry jam which is delicious in a chocolate cake with a bit of buttercream or with some fresh cream just whip up some fresh cream so it just stays in your cake so there's lots of things you can do with those bit it's beginning to sound like a, kind of. it's beginning to sound like a, a black forest gato ah well you see that minus the twigs. basically you can make it into yeah. a black forest gato and the reason it's such a, a popular thing to make is that it's delicious. Yeah. It's moist. Now, with those three main ingredients, you'll need to put two large eggs in. I, well, I'll use two of our girls because they're large. If they're quite small eggs, use three. three. So what do you do? Cream it up and then put your so eggs you, in? Well, you, my system for making a, any kind She's of got a, a system. You've got to have a system. That you put eggs into if you've got... A, a creamed butter and sugar mixture is to sift some of your flour. So have your flour ready in a sieve because you're going to sift it into your cream mixture. Okay. So you've got your butter and your sugar. Now your butter should be at room temperature. If it's not, then you need to put it in the microwave for 30, 40 seconds. Or sometimes I'll put it into the bowl weighed out in, in and some hot water. And just leave it to warm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it needs to be soft or else it won't cream together. Right. So you cream them together. That means basically beating the beating heck out, the hell of, out it, of it. Yeah. Either with a hand whisk or with an electric whisk. It's good to me when you've had a row. <laughs> or a, a wooden spoon, a good yeah. old wooden spoon. But to tell you the truth, I always use my electric whisk. Right. And when it's got to that soft look about it, and what will happen is it will change colour slightly. It lightens up as the air goes into it and um, it will be fluffy and soft. When it gets to that point, that's ready for your eggs. So beat your eggs into a jug or all, get all your your ingredients ready just to use. It's, I always feel it's better. Uh, if you want to add a dash of vanilla, you can add it with your yeah. eggs. You don't have to put vanilla, vanilla in Victoria. Essence. Yeah, no, 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 no. Victoria. Sorry. Victoria. Vanilla, vanilla extract. extract which is a, a, That's what's quite a bit really. dearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it tastes. In fact, I don't. I, it's very hard to get all the vanilla essence anymore. Good. Vanilla extract is usually there. <laughs> but, well, it isn't very nice. And if you put too much in, then it's you've spoiled your yeah. cake. But if you put a bit too much vanilla in, it just tastes more vanilla yeah. You know? But just be careful with it because it's still quite strong. Put half a teaspoon in this amount. But you don't really need that because the flavours are, so, are so cool, so lovely. So you've uh, beaten your, you've creamed your mixture, you've beaten your eggs in your jug. Now sift a little bit, of, now it's about a tablespoon to two tablespoons, it doesn't matter if it's a bit over. Just sift that over your cream mixture and then add your beaten eggs all in one go if you wish, or in two goes, I usually put it all in. Whisk it again or beat it till all the, the eggs and the flour are mixed in and then sift in your flour and then you can whisk that in if you wish or you can just fold it in. You shouldn't need to fold it in 
if you're using your hand whisk because you'll have plenty of air in it and also the air from sifting and then you have two sandwich two seven inch or is that 19 18 centimeters I think, seven times 2.54 so it's 14 diameter. plus a half of a seven is seven eighteen. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just that i know uh, my 18 yeah. centimeter uh, cake tin which is the same size as the two sandwich tins Grease and line them with a piece of baking parchment, even if they're non-stick, because it, it saves you worrying. And then divide your mixture into the two sandwich into the two tins, and spread them around from the centre outwards, not from one side to the other. Right. From the centre outwards, because you want to, you want slightly more mixture on the outside than the centre if you want to make it into a sandwich cake. Because that slight dent in the centre will stop, because it will rise more in yeah. the centre, as you know, as people know. But it will settle down as well. So if it rises up a bit, don't worry, it will settle down yeah. when it cools. And then have your um, oven on 180 degrees, gas mark four. Gas four, yeah, that's yeah. three, uh, seven, five. Yeah, and then they'll bake for about 15 to 20 minutes. Don't open the, the oven door until after 15 minutes, but you'll find... You see, my, mine takes 20 minutes to cook, but your ovens might not. You've just got to be very careful. Because you want them golden, deep golden on the top, on the top of the cake, but you don't want them burnt. to be burnt, and you don't want them raw, because they'll just sink back down, and you'll get a gooey mix in the middle, and you can't do anything about that. Now, if you do, if you've never made one before, and you realise, well, that's happened, just squidge out, cut out the centre bit that's gooey, and then make the rest of it just into another kind of a cake. And you can fill the centre then with fruit. Fruit, yeah. Or you can um, do that with one part, and then with your other part, make a queen pudding. And nobody will ever know. No, there's always something you can do, and you can always, you know, send in uh, any questions about what you can do when you've got a problem. Because yeah. I will be, if I can answer them, I will be willing to. Yes, do <laughs> send a email, an email, to paul at kitchennewbie.com and I'll pass it on to the Lady Diana. Yeah. Now, if you're going to make a chocolate version of that, simply take away two, about 20 grams of the flour, so you'll get 160 grams. And add 20 grams. And add 20 grams or 25 grams for an, an extra chocolate. It won't make any difference to your cake. Of cocoa powder. And then you can do whatever filling that we've talked about. Now then you can go on to other sponges, like the Genoese sponge and the, you know, these are the ones that uh, are lighter, they're whisked a lot, and they're very pleasant and all that, but I would stick to an ordinary sponge, if you, especially if you're just starting out. Oh, we spoke about the Russian sandwich. Yes, we did mention now, coconut. Yeah, well, do you know what's inside a Russian sandwich? Um, a spy. A spy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the uh, creme patisserie. Oh, right, okay. Patissier, sorry. It's the creme pat, as they say yeah. on the baking programme. Yeah, yeah. And that is a beautiful filling. Well, I'll go into the fillings later on. And creme pat, uh, you put your sandwich, your two Victoria type sponges, which are the same mixture. And then on the top, you ice, put some glacé icing on, and then... Uh, you put, for a proper Russian sandwich, you put coconut over the edge. So you've got, so like you've a, got a border of about yeah two centimetres of coconut. And if you want to do that um, 
as soon as you can get your... It doesn't have to be perfect. As soon as you get your icing on, then it'll stick to your icing. I, the trouble with it is I'm not over keen on the consistency. And the other thing is it What's gets... What's Coconut. Coconut, no, yeah. you don't like And it gets stuck in my teeth. Well, it does. And I'm spitting it out for hours. <laughs> I love coconut, so coconut cakes. I don't mind delicious. creamed coconut. No, coconut no. in curries, no. it's a wonderful yeah, it is. thing, but no. no. I tried a bounty once. Oh, I love bounty. It was like, anyway, let's carry on with cakes. <laughs> so, I mean, those are basically, there's lots more ideas that you can have for sponge cakes. But I just want to talk generally and, and about ones that are great to begin with. And then we've got, of course, the loaf tin type ones that you can actually slice as a slab you know or you can cut in half and put jam in it or whatever you want to but if you make it like a plainish cake then you can either have a piece of plain cake or you can have some jam on that have some madeira madeira yeah or a bit of nutella or whatever you fancy now um a madeira cake is the simplest one to make very similar to the victoria sponge mix seems to be less crumbly well it has more flour in it right than sponge cake, you're yeah. a Victoria sponge. It's about 180 grams each of butter sugar for a, you know, the medium sized loaf tin to 200 grams of self raising flour. And often either uh, 20 grams of semolina, 20 grams of ground almonds, they add to the texture, right. you see. And then it's three eggs and half a teaspoon of vanilla. I was going like to say that. because it's actually Madeira cake. It's very vanilla isn't it? It is very vanilla yeah. and zest of lemon yeah, as well, because it's lemony as well. It has that lemony. Um, and for some reason, I always used to think vanilla and lemon don't go together. But in a Madeira cake, they do. Yeah. It just, seem to be, just seems to be right. Now, a Madeira cake, because it's done in the loaf tin, takes longer to bake. Right. It's about an hour. About definitely one eighty. Yeah, yeah, same, same temperature. Four, three, seven, five. Yeah, so it does take longer. And the other one, which is very popular, is a lemon drizz cake. And lemon drizz is is like a Madeira. You mean a drizzle, my dear? Drizzle, yes, it's very, it's very trendy to call it lemon drizz. (laughs) At least you didn't call it lemon dribble cake. (laughs) No, well, it sometimes is when it comes (laughs) over time. And the secret to making a lemon drizzle cake is obviously with a similar recipe to the Madeira, but don't put any vanilla in that. The zest and juice of a full lemon in the mixture, but you'll also need some more lemon juice and zest for the icing. And once you've cooked your, your lemon cake, let it cool a little bit, and then into a pan you'll need to put some granulated sugar couple of tablespoons, not into a pan, into a bowl. You don't need yeah. to put it into a pan. And mix it with the juice of a lemon, not all the juice. Just add it till it's reasonably runny. Right. And your sugar will start to, to dissolve a bit, but won't dissolve completely. And then you pour that over the cake while it's still warm in the tin. You can skewer your cake if you wish, but I, I don't bother. And then uh, when you've done it while it's still warm, because, you, of course, you'll have baked uh, your cake with baking parchment in, then lift it out when it's cooled down a bit and pop it onto your cooling tray and just let and you'll find that the icing will dribble down the side of the uh, cake and then grate your little zest over that. So your lemon drizzle is a classic kind of cake that most people like. In fact, it's a lot of people that I know's favourite 
one of mine, certainly. I love it. I do yeah, love it. I, I can't say it's a favourite because You're, I like so many of them. Yeah, and the I mean, talking about the next type of ones is the fruit cakes, and you can do so many different kinds of fruit cakes because you don't have to do a dried fruit cake. You can do fresh apples or apricot cake yeah. or a peach cake. There's so many things you can do. I, I always have this. <laughs> Every time we make a fruit cake, which is fairly regularly, I always get in my mind Winston Churchill saying, Dundee. "I want my Dundee cake." Dundee, yeah, yes, he, he does. Uh, he did like his Dundee cake, didn't he? And Dundee cake is just a, a fruit cake with marmalade in. Yeah, a rich fruit cake with marmalade in. So there are different types. There's the rich type, like we say from the Dundee. Simnel cake is a rich fruit cake. And, of course, Christmas cake. That's It's a rich fruit cake because it's very densely packed with fruit. Light fruit cakes don't have as much. They're more spongy-like, but they have uh, fruit inside them. And, and my favourite one of those is the farmhouse style with sultanas and raisins and currants. And then on the top, a sprinkling of demerara sugar. So you get the sugar crispy bits. And uh, then you can have a light fruit cake, which can be either boiled. Well, I tend to simmer it. Mine is a simmered fruit cake. Or you can do a cream method and you put a very little amount of fruit in. So it's almost like a Madeira cake, yeah. with, but with fruit in. And then you can go on to your buns and your cupcakes, which use the little paper cases. And you can still use a Victoria sandwich mix. I always do. Yeah. For my buns and cupcakes, the same mix. yeah, a bun is usually small. Cupcakes are slightly bigger, and they're topped with whatever all sorts glacé of stuff, yeah. icing, buttercream, fondant icing, all the manner of things, and it can either be piped or whatever. Uh, and buns, you can make butterfly buns, which is something that I used to make when the children were little. Again, chocolate if you want. But those a butterfly bun is simply the Victoria sandwich mixture bun, baked with nothing on the top, n no nothing special inside. But then when it's cool, you cut a disc out of the centre, and then fill that with buttercream, vanilla buttercream. Cut it your top in half, and then put them the other way around so it looks like a butterfly. Yeah. Now that's a classic, old-fashioned, traditional. Yeah. Butter, you know, buttercream bun. I can eat them for fun. Yeah, and you don't have to do anything fancy. You can just do put the top back on if you wish. Yeah. So how do you make buttercream? So buttercream is 200 grams of sifted icing sugar into a bowl. And then you add half quantity. It's always half quantity butter. So it's 100 grams of very soft butter. And then you just whisk that together with a touch of, uh, if you want a touch of vanilla, vanilla e yeah. extract. You want to add a bit, a bit of cocoa. What I do is I add ten, <laughs> 10 to 15 grams of cocoa powder yeah. to my icing sugar. And you whisk it all together till it's all nice, light and soft and fluffy. And just let it sit for a few minutes before you either fill your cake. Because that is sufficient to fill a cake and add a little coating on the top if you want. Or it, it works 12 good buns, size buns. Either filling them as butterfly buns or for the top. Just for the top. Yeah, and you can always just add anything else. But uh, buttercream is, is just, you know, wonderfully versatile for uh, all your... Then, 
you can go on to your glassé icing. Now, I love glassé icing. I prefer it, really, especially on chocolate cakes, chocolate buns, to a vanilla, you know, to, just to the ordinary buttercream, I couldn't even, butter icing or, and I, I'll talk about fondant icing as well. Fondant icing is one where you can roll it out, because I find that a bit chewy. I'd sooner have glass. Well, it's heavy. We, we give that yeah. to the bees, of course. Yeah, fondant. When you're making food for bees over the winter, you make fondant. Yeah. Now, the secret to making really good glassé icing with a slight sheen to it, and I'm not talking about this mirror stuff that people like doing now. This is just a slight sheen to your, to your really tasty, good-looking glassé icing. It's 200 grams of icing sugar sifted into a bowl with oh, two to three tablespoons, I can't say exactly, of boiling water. Don't use cold water doesn't give that lovely sheen that the, the boiling water does doesn't matter if it's just off the boil but it's got to be yeah, very really very hot, hot. Yeah. and then just beat it together and you should get a thickish um mixture that flattens down when you stop per mixing Beating it up it, yeah. if it flattens down as soon as you mix it up there's too much water in. Right. so add your water a little bit at a time and mix it in what i tend to do is i tend to put some boiling water in a jug and add it a little bit at a time till I get the right. But that's the gauge. The gauge of amounts for two hundred grams is about two and a half tablespoons of boiling water. I say two to three, but it's about two and a half mm -hmm. for the ultimate, you know, mixture. And you can make that into chocolate by simply combining, sifting into a bowl your icing sugar with again ten to fifteen grams of cocoa powder, and then just add your your boiling water, and that you'll get a lovely. Sheen Chocolatey sheen of, on, your, yeah, your cake. on your cakes. And what I tend to do is, it, um, if I'm making it, because I always use muffin cases now in, in a muffin tin to make my cupcakes or buns. The very little ones, there's hardly a mouthful in those. They're great for <laughs> children's parties. So these are, these are muffins for greedy people. These are buns, cakes, but yeah, yeah, bigger <laughs> buns. But I don't film it. You see, when you're making your buns and you're filling your container, your little, you know, your cupcake, case whatever it is in your cupcake or muffin tin or bun tin yeah, whatever well, you know in the in the actual whole tin is you do it two-thirds up the the bun case anymore and you'll get a big dome right now that's great if you, if want, you want that it, yeah, you yeah, might yeah. want to just you know butter cream up that but you just get but them with things to... like blueberries in them don't you and that kind of stuff oh no that's a, that, those are muffins oh right okay sorry i'm talking about buns and cakes muffins right. are a batter right uh, a completely different uh, recipe not talking about those today <laughs> no. no 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 just no, it's no. cakes we're talking about today right that's why cupcakes when but i'm talking about a muffin tin yeah which is bigger than the bun tin uh, just because it, it's more substantial, and, and I make those for my grandchildren, mm. and they'd sooner have a one that size than a little tiny thin oh, one. Of course, they would. Yeah. Even <laughs> our little baby, she eats cake like there's no tomorrow. Two thirds up your your case. I have to come to interject there and say, the little baby is actually well over one years of yeah, age. It's not a little baby, months, yeah. really. She's not. She's got like, plenty of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, she's our baby anyway. And <laughs> she always will be. So, two-thirds up your case. I keep saying this. I'm sorry. I keep getting distracted by babies. And then it should come to just about to the top of your cake case. If it comes above it, it doesn't matter. You can ice it. Yeah. But the nice thing is to get it 
fairly level with your your case top and then you can put the icing on and it'll just smooth down yeah. and sometimes it'll go over the edge that's all part and parcel doesn't matter much does it no because the old fashioned chocolate cupcakes you used to buy were about a centimetre good ones yeah. from the bakers were about a centimetre deep with either chocolate icing or vanilla icing remember I do indeed. or lemon icing I used to love those uh, in fact, I think the chocolate cupcake, when I was a little girl, was one of my favourites. So we'll go back to talking about fondant icing. Yeah. Now, fondant icing is the one we were talking about that you can roll out. It's not, It's nice to use because you can make shapes from it. You can roll it out yeah. and then use a cutter to cut shapes out to put on your cupcakes. And it's been made very, very simple because it's quite a tricky thing to make yeah. fondant icing. Is because you can buy fondant icing sugar now yeah and you just use it like you would ordinary icing sugar but use 250 grams to about four teaspoons of uh, water and, and cold water this time or warm water not hot and then um, when you've mixed that all together get your hands in now if you find it's too sticky add a bit more of the fondant icing sugar if it's too dry just moisten your hands so you've got to have spotlessly clean hands. You don't want bits of black I would hope you'd have spotlessly <laughs> clean hands anyway. Of course, but you've got to sort of knead it together. It needs a bit of knead in this. Then you can roll it out and use the cu- a cutter to make the, the right size for your cupcakes or your large cake. And it's it's also good, you know, if you're making um, a special occasion cake, a birthday cake to cover the whole thing or a yeah. wedding cake... Or um, a Christmas cake, if you don't like uh, royal icing. I was going to say, that that's a kind of a royal, royal icing, icing, isn't it? Well, royal it? icing is you traditionally use for Christmas cake, because it goes firm yeah. and a bit crispy. Wedding uh, cakes, they use but, it on. And wedding cakes as well, but fondant icing is mostly used So I've got egg whites in it, royal icing. Royal icing is egg whites and um, icing sugar, yeah. Because I remember, my mother used to send me, when she when she was making... Um, wedding cakes at home for people. Yeah, oh yeah. I used to have to walk about three miles yeah. there and three miles back to this little place where they sold a thing called Merry White. Oh, that's right, yes. And um, it was basically a box mm. of uh, egg white. That's right. Dehydrated yeah. egg white. And she used that to make the royal icing for the cakes. Ah. Well, royal icing is, is very easy to make yourself. You have to have raw egg whites. If you have yeah. an aversion to that, then don't make it, basically. Uh, but the, like you say, the merry white, I don't know whether you can still get that. I'm Would pretty sure you probably can. Safe to you. I used to get it from an industrial, well, as they say industrial, you know, oh, yeah. a, 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 a catering specialist. Yeah. And uh, so. She was very good at doing the icing. She just couldn't spell anything right <laughs> on the top of it. But for a, a traditional royal icing, which I use for the top of my Christmas cake is 400 grams of icing sugar sifted into a bowl with two medium egg whites and a teaspoon of lemon juice, which keeps your icing nice and white. Just whisk together and then let it just settle a bit and then top your cake and it should harden up to just enough. You don't want it too hard, you know. Well, that's the protein. Too much icing. That's the protein in the egg. It, it, right. it, it goes solid. Yeah. I don't like it solid. So I tend to make sure that uh, it's not... And so, basically, there's lots of things you can do to have a, a really enjoyable cake-making session. And I thought we'll just have a, a think about that gorgeous farmhouse fruit cake that's one of your favourites. 
with the demerara topping. Super. Now for that, you'll need 100 grams of butter and sugar, cream together, and then sift, sift in 200 grams of flour with... Um, in the flour, you need half a teaspoon each of mixed spice and cinnamon. So sift those in together. And then 20, about 20 grams of ground almonds. Again, it gives you a nice te texture to your cake. So what you need to do is sift in your, your flour before you do your eggs, like we did with the Victoria sponge. Three eggs. You'll need three eggs just slightly beaten. And then add the rest of your flour and your ground almonds and mix that in. And then once you've got that mixed together, you need to uh, have a zest of one lemon. It's just so useful. Yeah. It's, you know, Lemons it lifts the, the flavour yeah. of every cake and everything you eat. And then 25 grams each of currants and raisins and 50 grams of sultanas or 50 grams of raisins and whichever you prefer. And then four tablespoons of uh, milk. Okay, and then you need to whisk that all together or stir it all together after you've whisked it. And then you need to put that into an 18 centimetre deep cake tin, lined and greased with baking paper. Have your oven set at 180 degrees and then when it's in the tin, do a little dip in the centre and sprinkle over a little bit of your demerara sugar, about a tablespoon, evenly over the top and then bake it for about one to one and a half hours. Probably will take about an hour and a quarter, but don't open the oven door till about 50 minutes into the cooking time. And what you need to have is a nice spongy top, because we didn't talk about this with the Victoria sandwich. You need to be able to press it down and it comes back again. That's why it's called sponge cake. Because right. <laughs> it does that. It's just like when you depress a sponge and it comes back up again. Well, your farmhouse fruitcake will do that. And when it's cooked, your fruitcake, leave it in the tin for about 20 minutes and then remove it. And then you can sprinkle a little bit more sugar on the top if you want. Thank you for listening. You will find this recipe in the programme notes and very shortly on www.kitchennewbie.com.